Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. We're going to be taking a couple months off as we prepare for our upcoming season. Enjoy this episode nugget from our archives and visit our website for the full story. You can also join us on Patreon for exclusive content not found in our regular podcast feed. Hey everyone, it's Elliot. And Todd. Welcome to Two Designers Walk Into a Bar, an ongoing conversation about pop culture and iconic design. Elliot. I'm excited about an important anniversary this week. Oh, yeah? Is this the week you started your Crystal Gnome collection? No, 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 no. I didn't write down which week that was, but I'm thinking about back in 1973 when Kiss played their first concert at the Popcorn Club in Queens. Who boy. Uh, you love Kiss. I do, I do. I'm part of the Kiss Army, and all this talk about them reminds me of our 1976 episode where we talk about the artwork for their landmark album, Rock and Roll Over. Oh, I remember that. Okay, now I'm excited too. Let's listen. All right, here we go. So Kiss, at the time, we didn't know this. And, and I said a few minutes ago in the intro to this, Kiss was a cultural phenomenon. I mean, now... We, we sort of look back and it's like, yeah, okay, they've been doing this for 45, 50 years. In 1976, nobody bigger on the planet. Mm -hmm. Nobody bigger. Um, they were coming off of probably their two most popular records that put them out on, on the, uh, the world stage. This was the next one. This was not, it's not my favorite KISS record by any stretch, but it certainly had the appearance of being this kind of monolithic thing, you know, like a, like a Starwood. This, though, was like a flaming wheel. So, it, you know, they were known for their stage shows, fire and explosions and bombs and things like that. And so this sort of fit that, but it also had that Coney Island uh, vibe to it uh, that went along with this sort of traveling circus of, um, of knights in Satan service, as, uh, as the rumor was. So the thing, though, that I was trying to get across here is um, the band was really falling apart internally, um, which it would, they would hang on for a few more records. But at the time, they were really falling apart, a lot of conflict inside the band. So the beauty of this particular design was there were no uh, people on top. Like there were four members, they were 
The band was completely designed from the beginning to be four personalities that everyone knew their name. And here was the case where you've got all four that could be showcased at any time because the album worked as a circle. Whose idea was that? Um, it was Michael Durrett's because the band gave him zero direction <laughs> when it came to doing so, this. So they were a client. <laughs> they said, I think it went something like this. Okay, I'm going to do my, I'm gonna do, uh, my impersonation here. Oh, so, Michael, uh, we want you to do something that we can sell, like Patrick's Eve, okay? Is so that, is, that, is that Haas from Bonanza as <laughs> Kiss's that, agent that be... and the liaison with uh, Michael Durrett? Then I would have gone, that burn it, Paul? <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh. Yeah, so no, they gave him little direction. Again, the album before this was huge. Um, any other Kiss fans out there, it's called Destroyer, and uh, it really was a departure for them musically um quite successful so this one was a major follow-up it didn't hit the same levels of sales but it certainly sold out quickly um now here's the kind of cool thing though michael durrett is from uh he grew up in the coney island area near coney island so he was certainly influenced by those banners and signage and flaming wheels of death and amusement park <laughs> stuff um so you can see that when you when you start to dig into the context it's like oh yeah it's really coming through here mm. yeah i mean looking at it we have a, a picture of this uh on our webpage for those of you who aren't familiar with it but yeah like the kiss logo has like lightning tails coming out of it the circle that you mentioned is kind of like a saw blade wasn't right? that your wasn't that your dancer name back in college, Lightning Tails? <laughs> Lightning Tails. Yeah. Uh, it, well, that was our dance troupe. <laughs> that was like all of us together. Yeah, we. Yeah. It's kind of it was pre-river dance, but you know we held our own. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Cool hand lettering. To your point, like multiple colors, like you know these these pops of primary color against like you know black and black background and things like this. Yeah, it's probably the best. Certainly in terms of original album art, it was it was made for a t-shirt, right? Mm -hmm, you know, made mm -hmm. for a patch, that kind of thing. And yeah, your eye, to return to something you said a minute ago, your eye just travels around it. Like there are all these visual cues that, for, for those of you listening to this on your phone and looking at this uh, one inch by one inch postage stamp and wondering what an album cover is, <laughs> you know, it was like this this 12 inch square, whatever, poster, right? And you'd get it and you, of course you would you'd put the album on and you would you would listen to it. And yeah, I can only imagine like turning this thing in your hands as you're like, you know, listening to this album for the first time. Uh, super cool. Uh, yeah. Did they ever use this graphic like in concert? Was it ever like part of their stage craft or anything like that? Yeah, it, it sort of was. Um, not exactly, which is interesting because I was going to ask you a question that I'm getting ready to answer uh, th that you would probably ask me first, which is why was this so influential to you, Todd? Um, and that's because this, the, this particular album came out November 11th, 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, so near the end, this was their, again, their second album in a year, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, it just so happened my very first concert was November 27th of 1976. Mm. So, yeah, so this was a big deal for me. It will always be sort of connected to that idea of being a teenager, going to a loud, 
um, concert at the Dorton Arena in Raleigh. Oh, yeah, which is still there today. Which is still there. Uh, yeah, National Registry of Historical Places. Um, yeah, yeah. Only held like 7,000 people or something like that. Folks out there need to look it up, though. It's a super cool building. It's beautiful. I, I, you know, and, and we could go off on a tangent about this, but the first time I drove to Raleigh when you and I lived in the same city for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, that was one of the first things I saw. It kind of looks like a Pringle chip with sides on it, right? And I remember it with glass sides, and I remember looking at it and thinking, what is that? Mm-hmm. Like, that just was super cool to me. But that's another story for another day. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to tell a friend, leave a review on your platform of choice, and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We're always here for you at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. Two Designers Walk Into a Bar is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information about our show or to discover more podcasts you'll enjoy, visit evergreenpodcasts.com.